Welcome to Jewish History with Rabbi David Katz, connecting the human side to Jewish history. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidavidkatz.com. Hi, greetings from Florida, from uh, Bell Harbor. I'm here for Friday and Shabbos to talk at the Young Israel over here. And uh, therefore, I'm really away from my books. But we're looking at Parsha Yisra, obviously, which has many components, but two of them just strike me here, and in a few minutes I have, I'll speak about them a little bit. One of them is this very funny dynamic I've become more sensitive of ever since... I became a son-in-law and then a father-in-law because the whole story is about Chosein Moshe, Chosein Moshe, Chosein Moshe. Look at the parsha. I don't have it in front of me, but you'll see over and over again. He keeps emphasizing Yisro doesn't show up as the priest of Midian. Yisro doesn't show up as a searching intellectual. He doesn't show up as a God-seeker. Uh, no, Yisro shows up as Chosein Moshe and even says to Moshe, Ani Yisro boy lecho. <laughs> I'm the schwer. Make room for me. And Moshe does what a diplomatic son-in-law does, he says he goes out, he greets him, he said Moshe bows down to him, I check that out, you know, Moshe bowing down to the priest of Midian, and then he throws him a big party, and the first thing Israel says is, you always were a loser and you're still a loser, Novel Tibol, even though long ago when Moshe married the daughter of Yisro, it was a funny situation, Yisro was in the superior position, Moshe was a fugitive on the lamb, he even had this sort of disguised identity and say, Ish Mitzri, he seen Lenami had a Heroim, we all know that famous Chazal that Moshe didn't say he was Jewish. And uh, nevertheless, Yisro, because he had seven daughters, or whatever the reason was, he married his daughter Zippor off to him. And now the tables are turned. Time has gone by, and Moshe disappeared, and showed up in Egypt, and became a world historical figure. He spoke back to Pharaoh, he brought the ten plagues, he split the Red Sea. Depending on how you learned the Rashi's, he might have even gotten the Torah at this point, it's not clear. Uh, he killed Amalek. Moshe became the leading figure in the world, and Yisro all of a sudden was just the priest of Midian. But nevertheless, father-in-law is a father-in-law, and so you were a schlepper when you married my daughter, and now you're a schlepper now. Noble Tebow, you don't even know how to organize the judiciary correctly, and he gives him this whole fantastical plan of how he should set up an ideal form of judging cases, which we know had no base in reality. What do I mean when I say we know it had no base in reality? He says, I want you to get Anche Emes, Yerlihim, Sony Betza, Anche Chayel. He gives them this whole, yeah, every, I want you to appoint a whole bunch of Louis Brandeis's and Fra- Felix Frankfurters to be judging the people. Ain't too many of them around. Ain't too many of them around. Sure, if you get a bunch of Solons, if you get a bunch of great jurists and people, as we would say today, who thoroughly understand Chosha Mishpat inside out and are people of great integrity and they hate money, yeah, sure, then you can judge the country very nicely. But we all know that's impossible. <laughs> It's very rare that you find anybody. And the result is, whew, all he got was Anshechayel. Rashi says he couldn't find Sony Betsai. <laughs> he couldn't find uh, people who don't like money. As they ganked us, you know, they, they get over it. And so what's the point of giving a whole plan that they saw? Oh, look what Yisra did. He gave him advice. He showed him how to organize the, uh, the law courts. I don't know if that's really what happened. It's not clear that that's what happened later on. The, 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 I would contrast the story of Yisra with the story later on in the Chumash 
that you will perhaps remember, at one point Moshe is fed up. He says, I can't take it anymore. Kill me. Hargini no harog. He says, God, I can't stand the Jewish people anymore. It's driving me crazy. And what happens at that point? Hashem, it's in Bamidbar. Hashem says, take it easy. Cool down. I'll work with you. We'll lighten the burden. I'll get you 70 elders. And that's the first Sanhedrin. Remember, Hashem says, I'll endow them with a piece of your spirit. And that's the Sanhedrin. That, my friends, is the judiciary, right? And from then on, you have in Kalah Yisrael, the concept of Sanhedrin. But the Israel business was just magistrates. Sorry, Allah from Sarah I don't know if that would stay very long. And anyway, you couldn't find the right people. As I said, all you have is Anshachal. Anshachal means tough individuals. Tough individuals are not going to be bowled over by a strong plaintiff or strong defendant. That's a madrega, but that's very far from judging cases fairly and equitably, unless Yisrael was like Henry II of England. He's just worried about clearing the docket. And these guys will be able to fill out and knock off all the cases one, two, three. But if you have a bad sock, then you can understand people say, I don't want to go to this basin system. I'd rather go with a motion. Wait an extra week or two to get a fair sock. A lot of people have these troubles with basins all throughout Jewish history down to the present day. They say, I'd rather walk a million miles and get a good basin. You know, that makes sense. So it's very interesting. But like a diplomatic son-in-law, what does Moshe do? He says, yes, sir. Words to that effect. I don't have it in front of me. Moshe says, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. And as soon as he sets them up, what's the next thing? Moshe says, And Moshe kicks him the heck out of there because don't say Vayishlach. Do you know Hebrew a little bit? A little bit? There's Kal, Nifal, Pil, Pul, and all that. The different Binyanim. Vayishlach is what they call Kal. And Vayishalach is uh, what they call Pil, intensive. So Vayishlach, uh, uh, Moshe Yisrael means Moshe sent Yisrael off in a very nice and comfortable way, and he said, you know, here, presents, all the rest of it. Vayishalach, Moshe Yisrael means he moved him out of there ASAP. Basically, the next day after this conversation, Moshe said, the cab is waiting, the Uber is already paid, your, your luggage is in the car, bye-bye, It's very interesting uh, interplay. By the way, this is how you know the Torah is true, because they're describing human dynamics that are there from then until today. The other part uh, that strikes me is I'm sitting here in, in Bal Harbor, where the weather is close to 75, 80, my goodness, is that you have, of course, that Sarah Zibris, the Ten Commandments which are given on Shavuos in this week's Parsha. No, you should stop and correct me. The Ten Commandments are not given in this week's Parsha. Ten Commandments are pronounced in this week's Parsha. Shavuos, despite the fact this is Man Matan Torah Senu, that's a generalized term. Shavuos is when the Aseris Adibras were Dibros, were pronounced by God. They weren't given until 40 days later. And we all know that failed because 40 days later, after Shavuos equals Shivasar Batamas. And Shivasar Batamas is supposed to be a a happy day, theoretically, if they hadn't made the golden calf, which of course they did, but if they hadn't made the golden calf, Moshe would have come down gloriously with the two tablets and life would have been great and they would have gone straight in Israel and so on and so forth. But of course that did not happen. During the 40 days they made the Eglazov and then Moshe broke the tablets. And so the Aseris uh, Adibris that you and I have today that we treasure are not the Luchus Rishonos. Uh, they were destroyed or broken into little pieces. Instead, we work with the Luchas Achronos, right? Luchas Ashnios. So it's 40, 40, and 40, correct? It's 40 days from Shavuos until uh, Shavuos Thomas, And then they broke the tablets. And then there's another 40 days because Hashem said, I'm going to kill everybody. And Moshe said, don't do that. Lama Yermagayim, you know, Vayichal Moshe. And it took him 40 days, apparently, to calm God down, however you understand that, and say, all right, I won't kill him. 
And that culminated 40 days after Shavasa Pratamas puts you at Rosh Chodesh Elul. So for what you and I call the three weeks and beyond, Moshe was praying away to persuade Hashem uh, not to let out his anger and kill the Jews, but to let it go. And to Moshe's great surprise, Hashem said, okay, I'll let him go. But then came the last set of 40 days. Because when Hashem said, I'll let him go, what happened was, now I'm talking about by Rosh Chodesh Elul, Hashem says, I'll, I won't kill him, but I don't have nothing to do with him. I'll send an intermediary. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm through having a close personal relationship with Klai Yisrael. And Moshe said, don't do that. I understand that you're angry. There was a case of infidelity. No question about it, but don't do that. Please restore the relationship as best as you can as it was before the golden calf was made. And that, my friends, is the third set of 40 days. From Moshe Kodesh El, you count 40 more days, and Moshe was praying there to restore not just, uh, as I said before, not just to get a reprieve for not being killed, but to make a yachas, a relationship between the Jewish people and Hashem, that we should like each other, on, on, and especially you should like us, that culminated on Yom Kippurim, didn't it? That's on Yom Kippur. And Yom Kippur is when they got the second tablets. This, I think, I repeat again, I think, is why the Torah makes, this is my opinion anyway, why the Torah makes no mention of Shavuos, is Mount Matan Torah Senu. Even though we all know if you do the dates, it more or less comes out right. It was the 5th, 6th, or 7th of Sibam, depending how the calendar worked that year, according to the Gemara and Shabbos uh, and the Seder Olam. But it doesn't say anywhere in the Chumash, this is very well known, that uh, today is the day the Torah was given. It doesn't say later on, you know, that when you have this particular holiday, Shiva Shavuos, and then after Shiva Shavuos, you should offer Hazegah Mincha Chadashab and Yom Abikurim. It doesn't talk about Zaman Torah Senu. Now there are hundreds to roots in that. Uh, but I think, as I said before, all I can tell you is what I think. Is the real reason is that original shuvah didn't work out so great. You and I are depending on Yom Kippur, on the second luchos, in which case the first luchos were just into pieces, shivri luchos. The real luchos that we use was what they call the luchos shneos that were written on, um, on uh, Yom Kippur. Now there it's interesting. What's the difference? It's a lower madriga. How do you know it's a lower madriga? You look in the Chumash and Hashem said the first time around, I will do all the work. I will carve out the tablets, I'll write on them, and I'll hand them to you. So that's quite a scene, because the way it sounds is like, out of nowhere, boom, Moshe's standing there at the end of 40 days, he had two physical objects in his hands. The two luchos, like, appeared out of thin air. It's uh, You don't find that in the Chumash. Uh, hardly. But the second time, as we all know, it says, You, Moshe, you go and do the hard work of carving out the stones from the mountain, and then once you take the trouble to quarry it or whatever they call it, to cut the stones out of the mountain, I, Hashem, will write the words myself. But the first part you have to do. Whereas you contrast it with the first Luchos, Hashem did all the work. Now it shows you the second Luchos was like some kind of a lower madriga, which means it's a bidyevid. Really, we can't get past the Chazal tell us, the sin of the golden calf. And we still have in every generation. Uh, <laughs> as I sit here in Miami, you can see that the worship of the golden calf is alive and well these days. I think I've gone too far, and I'll leave on that uh, high note. Have a good Shabbos. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.com dot rabbi david